Geek's Fluff. Mr. Leprechaun. Mr. Leprechaun. Yo, Mr. Leprechaun. Got you some new fresh homie. And some special weed. Come closer, come closer. My fresh up lass. Let me take a look at you before I oh, tap your ass. <laughs> sit down, sit down, my healthy filly. You're about to meet a club named Billy. of the morning to you. I'm a Joel Murphy. And I'm here and I'm Andy McIntyre and we're here at Silver Linings Playback, the podcast where we watch maligned movies and we try to find their silver linings. Hoi to toy toy toy. Hoi to toy toy toy. Yep. And it's it's the end of October. It's been a month of horror films that take place in cities and we're Ending the month with the most infamous? Yes. Yeah. That's what we'll go with. Yeah. Leprechaun in the hood. And I got to say, this movie wasn't good. I see what you did there. You like that? That was nice. I don't think I can do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> but can you do it the whole show? I guess we'll never know. <laughs> I do find it suspect, by the way, that the leprechaun went to space before he went to the hood. I'm just pointing that out. So Yeah, it's a little weird that... Uh, he... So, one of the things... that The very brief IMDb trivia for this movie, one of them said that the original pitch was leprechaun in the White House, but I guess the studio was like, no, nah, that's too weird. Yeah. So... What's weird is that that film eventually became White House Down. Yeah, uh, almost line for line. It's yeah, just because like instead of instead of a uh, leprechaun, they cast Gerard Butler. Yeah, but they didn't change the dialogue. If you really no, watch it pretty closely, not because I had that when I watched. It, I was like, why is every line that Gerard Butler is saying? Why does it rhyme? And that's why I was like, why? Why is he speaking in rhyming couplets? That doesn't. And why is he so weird. obsessed with getting his gold back? And why is he three feet tall? <laughs> and wearing green all the time. But now it all makes sense. Uh, but yeah, uh, well, before we get into the, the film, I do, if I can take a moment, this is very exciting for us. This is new territory for us, as it was last week. But uh, we once again, this episode is sponsored. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. And here's the crazy thing. Once again, it's sponsored by Jack O'Lantern. He was so happy. <laughs> With the read from last week, and apparently they did big business. Oh, ba good. Based on being, it's new for them too. They they don't really do a lot of podcast advertising, but I guess it really boosted their sales. So spooky season, spooky seasoning really took off. Yeah, yeah. So, but this is a completely different product that they wanted to get the word out about. And so, uh, yeah, very excited to tell you that this week's episode is sponsored by Jack O'Lantern's Spooky Saison, which is a Ooh. delicious pale ale with hints of citrus, pepper, 
and demon sweat. <laughs> it's the demon sweat that gets you, you know. Yeah, um, it's, it's it gives that little kick, a little, little something, a little get you right in the back of the throat there. And I, I, Andy, I I didn't have a chance to tell you this before the show, but I'm also excited to announce that this product will be on the shelves at our newest venture, Wine and Spirit Halloween. Oh, perfect. So it's it's really all coming together. It's like a series of things that just seemed like random dumb jokes this whole month. They all paid off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I feel like we're a little late to the party opening our wine and spirit Halloween two days or the day before Halloween. But there you have it. But I think my my strategy with this, we're really targeting those last minute uh, shoppers. Mm. And I am here to tell you, unfortunately, we will be price gouging you. Oh, mercilessly. But I think that's fair. Yeah. If you really want that, uh, that sexy Sonic the Hedgehog costume, you're going to have to get it from us. Yeah, and if you want to be Italian mustache plumber, well, then you're going to pay <laughs> through the nose. <laughs> if you want to be metal clad superhero, you're just going to have to get the wine and spirit Halloween. Yeah, and if you want to be the, this, what I assume will be this year's hottest toy, uh, blonde doll that lives in fancy Malibu apartment, you're going to pay. Yeah. Um, and if you want to be the merger of two movies that we could probably talk about at any point, uh, and be Freddie got knife fingered, uh, you know, come to us. <laughs> that I would watch, uh, Tom Green play Freddy Krueger in Freddy got knife fingered in Freddy got knife fingered. That was what they should have done when it, it is. It, you can't Daddy, replace you Robert murder. Daddy, do you want some murder? Because also think about it. It would be terrifying if when you went to sleep, you dreamt of Tom Green. I can say from experience, it is. Yeah. And he's not trying to kill you. He's just there doing this. He's just eating masses of hair and petroleum jelly. Yeah. It's more disturbing that you wish for death. Which is a real bit that he did on the Tom Green show. Do you know a bit I remember from the Tom Green show that I really loved? I, I think he called it like Undercutter's Pizza. But the idea was that they would wait for someone, a pizza delivery person, and they would run up to the door ahead <laughs> of the person and offer a pizza for less money. That's that's funny. I do love Tom Green, to be clear. I do, too. No, I, 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 I absolutely love Tom Green. And... um. When we inevitably watch Freddy Got Fingered, we'll have to bring uh, the one and only Aaron Fox back to watch it with us. I'm sorry. I thought we did maligned movies, not some of the greatest cinema ever made. Somehow it's both. <laughs> it really is. That movie is wonderful and terrible. And I can't, honestly shocked we've never done it. I, we're just looking for the for a reason, I think, at this point. Yeah. So stay tuned in 2024. Yeah, unfortunately, this year is flying by. We've already got yeah. the rest of the year planned out. Yeah, we got we got uh, some big, big doings transpiring for November. Uh, it might be traumatic. We'll see. Yeah, we're not we'll sure. See. Yeah. Uh, and then we got our Christmas movies. You know, we're going to have some special guests. Jill Vitko will probably come back to talk about something. We got some good stuff happening. Maybe some other guests. Who knows? Look at that. Look at you promoting things that we haven't solidified yet. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've read The Secret. Yeah, I like it. 
Yeah, I love the optimism, and I'm really uh, crossing my fingers that all that comes together. <laughs> I mean, I didn't sell anything that's not very likely to happen. I'm just saying, if Vitco big times us, we're going to look bad now. Uh, okay, that's fair. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, she just released a new EP, so maybe that's going to send her into the stratosphere. Who knows? Yeah, I'm already making peace with the fact that we probably can't get Kelsey Grammer now that he's got this new Frasier thing happening. So that was know, my dream. Maybe he saw those uh, Frasier reimagined clips and and is going to be your best friend. Our Frasier remake. Go watch it on YouTube. Yes, it's it's phenomenal. It's, yes. If, if you like... Emmanuel Grouch and you like puppets. I we haven't talked about this at all on the show and I won't get too into it, but uh Molly and I did make puppets for this R Fraser remake thing, and we do currently have a puppet that is dressed as uh like a Catholic priest that resembles Kelsey Grammer in our apartment, and it's very funny to me. Yes, just now they have a puppet that resembles Kelsey Grammer dressed as a priest. It's not that we found our Frasier remake because people were starting to ask questions. <laughs> yes, it's not like, oh, crap, we got to find some reason to justify why we've had this the past seven years. We just were thinking ahead. <laughs> got it all planned out, baby. Yeah. Anyway, obviously, this has all been on topic and related to the film Leprechaun in the Hood. Laser focus for Leprechaun in the Hood. Um, there was no movie that we could have ended this month with other than Leprechaun in the Hood. Nope. No, it all all roads led to this, which is funny because Jason Takes Manhattan, I think, was what uh, inspired this month of films. But that's where we started and this is where we ended. And, and it, yeah, it, it's been getting worse every step of the way. <laughs> we've, been it, we've been we've been going. That Jason Takes Manhattan is the best movie we've watched this month is something. That is sad because it's the worst Jason movie that we've watched. It It is objectively the worst Jason movie that we've watched, but it's also the best movie that we've watched this month. And that is the Silver Linings playback experience in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we do for you. So you only have to listen to 40 to 50 minutes of podcast banter. Uh, and we have to watch these movies. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and that's because we stole a pot of gold and a flute from a leprechaun. And that's our punishment. Yeah. Um, I will say if there's one overarching silver lining for this month, like a, a rainbow silver lining, maybe uh, none of these movies were more than 195 minutes. God bless it. I like everyone who's listening. If you're going to make a bad movie, make it short. Yeah, get get us out, get it out, get it done. Um, I'm a I love a 90 minute movie regardless. I think I've said on this podcast before, but if not, I'll say it now for the record. I'd watch just about any movie if it was 90 minutes long. Like you can sell me on any film for this podcast by telling me it's 90 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's uh, that's that's sort of the. If, if there's a tiebreaker for uh, what movie we're going to watch and we're trying to decide, runtime is often that tiebreaker. And if you tell me it's 82 minutes, I'll chef, I'll do a little chef's kiss. Just yeah, thank you. A sip of that. Yeah. But yeah, so Leprechaun in the Hood, It, I mean, the, the log line's on the 10. It's about it, this Leprechaun character that Warwick Davis plays 
and for and it, like there is no justification he's just in the hood and uh ice t he has stolen his magic flute that essentially brainwashes people it seems like it just makes people bend to your will and then well yeah because this is of course an adaptation of the famed mozart opera the magic flute i think that was clear and a lot of the style and music and aesthetic for sure that i got that yeah because the magic flute is about uh a rapper that's trying to be positive and send a positive message out in the world and then uh he gets into business with a former pimp mm-hmm. uh and they have to kill a leprechaun together yeah yeah we've all seen it we've we've all seen the opera magic flute tale as old as time uh, but yeah, so that's kind of the deal. Ice T plays uh, in a real stretch for him, a former pimp who's now yeah, just in really music. stretching his acting muscles in this one. And then yeah, there's these three guys that are aspiring artists that are not good at rapping, but really believe that they're going to have a career. <laughs> yeah, uh, Postmaster P, mm-hmm. and uh, then uh, Stray Bullet. And I think the other guy's name is just Butch. That sounds right. Um, yeah. Postmaster P is the dumbest rap name ever. I'm just going to put that out there. But it's also the most memorable of the three of them. Yes, because there's already a Master P. Well, it's like Post Malone. There was a Malone first. Right. Carl Malone. Yeah. And then he's post- and, he, and after Carl Malone, you got Post Malone. Yeah. So it makes sense. That's the only way you can go once someone's already been the thing then you have to be post the thing it's like post cereal that came out after other cereals right yeah and that, there was cereal and then there was post cereal yeah like there was already offices and then there was the post office that's how it works it's uh the uh after podcast where they talk about uh those crazy antics that jim and dwight got up to post office <laughs> post office would be a really good name for the podcast that Angela Kenzie and uh, what's her name that plays Pam that they do together. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jenna. Uh, what's her? I can't think of her last name. Ortega. Jenna Fisher. Jenna Fisher. Mal- Jenna, Jenna Malone. Jenna Malone. Friend of the show, Jenna Malone. Carl's sister. Yeah. Yeah. They call her the male woman. <laughs> it's very confusing. Okay, um, so yeah, so that I mean that's the plot. I don't. There's not really anywhere else to go with it because that's all that happens. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to talk about with Postmaster P and his name. Uh, when he tells one of the many pawn shops they're trying to sell a guitar that they claim is owned by Jimi Hendrix, this is a scene that's repeated at least twice in this movie, and no one believes them even for a second. But these scenes all last in this ninety-minute runtime, which all felt like ten-minute scenes. Yeah, um, that he says his name is Postmaster P and the pawn shop owner says, but you weren't in the military. That's a line that's in the movie and it's haunted me ever since I watched it. Because it, it, I, I don't it doesn't make sense. I I think because there's not does he say anything about the Postmaster General? No, and that that's, yeah. that was my first thought. And the Postmaster General has nothing to do with the military but at least like general would have been yeah sure but it doesn't it it it, it just i it's it's the only thing wrong with this movie is is the bottom line 
I agree. Yeah, everything else tracked for me, but that you're right. That does stand out. Also, um, can I point out what we're talking about? Names that Ice T's name was Mac Daddy, which is already the name of someone who <laughs> rapped. Uh, it was half of Criss Cross. Yeah, he was a make it, a make it, a make it, a make it a Mac Daddy. Yeah, and then Daddy Mac. Right. So I just that bothers me. He was Mac Daddy Onassis, which is a dope name. I just want to put that is a dope name. Well, Mac and Daddy also I, we're getting ahead of ourselves because I would almost put it as a silver lining. The most genuine, sincere laugh that this movie got from me was when he explained that his last name was Onassis because he used to own asses. Yes, that was. No notes. Yeah, it's that's good, which is weirdly a lot of people don't know this. It's also how Jackie got her last name. Yeah, because she used to Onassis. Yeah. Has nothing to do with her marriage to Aristotle Onassis. No. Um, yeah, this, like, let's talk about the leprechaun. Okay. What a... No, I don't know. Like that, that it might be the leprechaun might be a silver lining in this movie. I'm not sure. Well, I don't let's know. just talk about the leprechaun because so I'll I'll say I have never watched any of these movies. This is my no, this first. Is the, this is the first time. one that I've watched as well. So yes. I I have no idea how the leprechaun is in other films. I only have this one to go on, and I will say that I love Warwick Davis. I also love Warwick Davis. He is a national. He is an international treasure. He really is, and uh, I I love that he is the Leprechaun. I think that's great. And uh, you know, as a person who's Irish, I do. I think it's always funny to do really over the top stereotypical Leprechauns. Yeah, it's uh, no, it's it is always funny. It's like oh, I did, I It's very funny. It's like this, and then the the one from like the Simpsons uh, Treehouse of Horror episodes. That Leprechaun is my favorite Leprechaun. Like it's so good. My favorite Leprechaun is the one that Ralph Wiggum sees that tells him to burn things. All I mean, all Simpsons Leprechauns are strong. Well, you know what you're not going to do now, Ralphie. Burn them. <laughs> Burn them all. But yeah, the one that's just where they dig the hole, uh, because what are oh, they trying to are they trying to catch a leprechaun? Like Yes, they're trying to catch something to grant wishes. Yeah, and they catch him and it's just Homer holding him and he's just going. Oh, because they're trying to because uh Homer's been cursed by the um um whatever she is, the woman that puts the curse on him. And then they fall in love. The leprechaun and her. The leprechaun and the witch fall in love. That's yeah. right. Yep. Um, and there's a really graphic sex scene between the two of them. Yeah. At, very, at least on the website that Andy and I watched it on. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I assume that's canon. I don't know. It was weird because I did notice the animation got uh, way worse for that part. Yeah, it's real different. And the voice acting changed. And <laughs> But it was hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. It was also very confusing because that's actually what we watched first for this week's episode because we just typed the leprechaun into Google and that that was the first search result. Yeah. Um and but then we had to actually keep looking at oh there was leprechaun in the hood. Well that but I but to be fair I was like you know what let's watch it again because maybe this is it. And we're just confused. And, and we did we did we did we did hold a watch party over Zoom. And then to, we called uh, some friends up and we were like, can you watch this and tell us? Because we're trying to figure out if this is leprechaun in the hood. And 
it took 17, 18 different calls, and then they we finally realized it wasn't. We're two weeks behind schedule on when we normally record this because of all of that. Yeah, because we were we just couldn't. We were, it seemed like it was, but also we weren't sure enough because there's no title card, right? And it was. And it was edited into the middle of a Treehouse of Horror short. And it was also weirdly, like, really low res. Yeah. <laughs> like, a lot as of compression. To incre- as, a, as opposed to the imp- incredibly high production value of Leprechaun in the Hood. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, obviously. But, okay, so, yeah, I mean, that's basically the setup that there's... There's sort of like three fat. There's the Leprechaun who's trying to get his flute back. There's Ice-T playing Mac Daddy who... In the opening scene, gets the flute and has used that seemingly to get his empire. It's a little unclear, but that's how I took it anyway. That like he, I think, yeah, I, think, I, I would say that I think it was clear enough. That's that's in that that's also what I assumed happened. Yeah, and then these three guys, uh, as we said, Postmaster P, Stray Bullet, and Butch, that they, um, they like I said, they're terrible. They're bad liars and bad rappers, but they're trying to enter. Some sort of like I don't know rapping contest. Contest, yeah. And they need money to get to Vegas, and so they get in caught in the middle of all this, and they uh, for a time have the flute, and have both the Leprechaun and Mac Daddy after them. Well, because the sort of the inciting event of this is that they go to uh, Mac Daddy's pimp crib, and there's the statue of the Leprechaun. Because there's a medallion that turned the leprechaun into a statue. Yes. And um, because Mac Daddy seems so protective of the statue and the medallion, they decide to steal the medallion. And that's how they inadvertently re-release the leprechaun. Yep. Um, Yeah, this this movie like. Somehow had too many and no plots. Yes. Yeah, and then there's also a whole thing, as we heard in the opening clip, the leprechaun loves weed and loves women and also controls women by making their eyes green and then they are evil. Yes. Um, I think I want to save it for the silver lining. So I'm going to I'm going to hold off on something that I really loved about this movie. OK. All right. uh, So we're going to I'm going to save it, but it's related to that. Okay. Also, um, uh, worth mentioning now because I don't necessarily think it's a silver lining, and I don't know where else this is going to come up. Coolio shows up as himself at one point. Because of course he does for Rest five seconds. Coolio. I don't even does he even have a line of dialogue, or is he literally just in the crowd scene? I think he's just in the crowd scene. Okay, so we do see Coolio for a second playing Coolio. Yeah, the role he was born to play. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's in a church uh, listening to them rap. Uh, bad like their misunderstanding of of like they're rapping a hymn but they don't know what to say and they're saying really offensive stuff instead yeah because like they're kind of doing like the jesus loves me this i know for the bible tells me so like church song yeah and it it just gets weird because they say something about like jesus love me this i know but if he don't i'm gonna get a hoe i think (laughs) it's the start of it and it only goes downhill from there yeah it's a rapid descent into absurdity a rap it descent oh I, if it wasn't clear a rap like the genre of music <laughs> yeah yeah exactly a <laughs> journey into absurdity yeah for sure um 
Yeah, and then eventually it comes down to like everyone gets killed except for Postmaster P Whoa. and Ice T. Well, yeah. Okay, so yeah, their friend gets killed. But we we should. I thought you were gonna blaze past because we definitely have to talk about. I mean, well, okay. So on a broader sense, we have to talk about something. But I'll, I'll set up the end first and then use that to kind of explain. So that they come up with this plan to dress like women in order to seduce the. Le- That's what you heard in the opening clip. They're trying to seduce the leprechaun into smoking a blunt that has four leaf clovers in it because that will knock him out or weaken him or whatever. But this movie also has a weird obsession with drag and with, you know, like a character that's either in drag or is a trans character. It's, it's unclear that they stay with for a time. There's a lot of this movie finding that idea just on its face to be really funny. And it's, you, I don't even, you would think it was a British comedy from the sixties. Right. And it's like one of those things again, probably not even for me to say, but it's like, I don't even know that it feels, it feels dated for sure. But I, it, it's hard to say if it even feels offensive because it just feels stupid. Yeah, no, that that was like, I'm watching this. I'm like, there's something wrong here. Something's not right about what's happening, but it's not like ridiculous, like obliquely anti-trans, but it's also not like, like ah, the character had some agency, but at the same time, it was just weird. Yeah, it's it's more misguided than anything else, I think. And and again, I I think it finds this concept hilarious on the surface. And it's just yeah, it, it's weird. There's also just to get it out of the way, the exact kind of Asian stereotypes that usually pop up in things like this uh, that existed at the time that are sadly very prevalent are very prevalent in this movie. Yes. Yeah, there is a one of the pawn shop owners is a, is a very insensitive Asian stereotype. Yeah. And so there's like there's all of that, which. You know, I mean, again, the whole movie is trafficking. The whole idea of a leprechaun in the hood is obviously we're we're just in a land of stereotypes. The the yes. you know, the leprechaun is a stereotype. Obviously, all of these uh, characters like Mac Daddy and Postmaster P. They're like, I don't think there's a character in this movie that isn't a broad stereotype to some degree. There's yeah, there's not an ounce of nuance in this film. Yeah, but that doesn't but just. Getting all that out there, so so we're clear that uh, the, it, this movie was made in the year 2000, and I don't know how well it was at the time, but it certainly has aged like milk since yeah, then. Yeah, it's, uh, its sensibilities are mm, rough, to say the least. Yeah, so the, there's all of that. And then, yeah, I, I think the other thing, too, is just... This I think what excited us about this or what felt right for this show in this month is it's a very silly concept, but I don't know that the movie really leans into how silly this could have been. You know, like, I think it could have all been more ridiculous, weirdly. Well, and that's the thing, because like in the opening scene, the opening scene makes a promise of a degree of silliness and parody that this movie then does not deliver on again. Right. Which I, I will say, yeah, the opening scene had me 
hyped for the rest of this. Like I, I was like, I feel like this is going to be good. This is this understands what I'm expecting as a viewer of Leprechaun in the Hood. And then it backed away from that immediately. <laughs> yeah. And then it it's just such a bizarre choice because in the opening scene, um, Ice-T and one of his buddies, Ice-T with a gigantic 70s afro. Which is great. It's No notes there, just flawless. Um, they come upon this tomb of the leprechaun, I guess, and they see his pot of gold and they find the magic flute and the leprechaun comes back to life. And uh, Ice-T keeps trying to bring it, like he goes to fight it and he keeps pulling weapons out of his giant afro. Yep. A la the hair bear bunch. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's great and it's funny. And that's had the movie maintained that level of sensibility throughout. I think it would have been a lot more enjoyable. Well, I almost wonder if staying in the 70s for the whole movie might have made the whole thing. But make it a prequel to the because, again, haven't seen the other Leprechaun films, but I'm going to guess continuity isn't really an issue. I think you probably could have gotten away with this being a prequel. Yeah, I think that sounds right, because. Leprechaun in the 70s hood is a funny leprechaun. That's a better pitch, I think, overall. Um, yeah, that it's just all like the leprechaun in a black exploitation movie. I think that's a funnier premise. Yes. Um, but but yeah, and then the rest of the movie, like it's almost, I want to say conventional horror, but at the same time, like it's just it's not. It loses all of its whimsy after that opening scene. Yeah. And it. I think the story itself is a little too grounded. And I think overly relies on us rooting for these three characters to succeed in their want, which I did not care about. No, I did not care that they had success as rappers. Yeah. Uh, so there's all of that. And it's not even like it's weird where uh, following up on the the hood of horrors, like I think the thing that that did well, the last week's movie was taking a premise like this. And then if you showed the moral decline of these three characters, which this hinted at, but never really explored of like how willing they were to sell out everything they believe, because their pitch initially is that they're positivity rappers, but they're immediately willing to sell that out if it'll mean success. Yeah, they immediately break into Ice-T's pimp cave, murder him and think, assumedly they think they murder him. And it's yeah. But I I mean, all that being said, I'm probably ready to pivot. I, I think we covered all the reasons. Yeah, no, no, I, I think I mean, no, this 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 is a bad movie with bad stuff happening. Um, so since I I alluded to something that I found as the silver lining and it's not good, but it made me smile is that so we talked about the the girls that were like possessed by the leprechaun having these glowing green eyes. And in possibly the most hilarious half-assed way to save the budget of adding in those green eyes in post, most of the time the girls are wearing sunglasses. And yes. I just loved, I loved yep. that. Yeah. So much. Which is so funny too, because it's like, just give them contacts or something. You know, I think there was an easier way to accomplish it, but they were like, no, we're going to do this effect in post where their eyes turn green, but we can only do it for about five seconds at a time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I like, and it, 
they found a way to make it make sense like in in world and it i loved it so much and it's it's it it just made me smile when it's like oh my god they're wearing sunglasses because they can't do that really chintzy looking glowing green eye effect yep yeah it was good and like because like especially because like the effect wasn't even good no it didn't look real it just looked like someone literally placed a neon green circle over someone's eye and not even centered. No, like, no, no, no. It, did, it, it didn't track with their eye movements in any way, shape or form. Nope. Like it would. <laughs> and I, like, I don't know if the reason was like, man, this looks like crap. Let's put them in sunglasses or, oh, man, we wasted all that money on those green dots. Let's put them in sunglasses. Either conversation makes me happy and that they did it just makes me smile. So that was that was a thing I objectively enjoyed about this movie. Yeah, no, that was good. Uh, for sure. I There is a big silver lining that you texted me if you want to share. Oh, <laughs> so the first IMDb trivia note about this movie is filming was briefly halted when Warwick Davis had chronic flatulence and again when a power outage occurred. Which I love for so many reasons. One, that's objectively hilarious. But two, as I responded to you, it does make it sound like his flatulence knocked out the power grid. Yeah, it does make like that he farted on the breaker for the <laughs> studio set and just sent it into conniptions. And, and then the whole like with like three block radius just went you can dark. Just, like you see, like if this was if this was the, the making of documentary, the camera would pan out to the whole city and you just see the blackout wave across. Yeah. Which it'd be I, like Ghostbusters, too. <laughs> yeah, I will say, too, I was very curious about that because you texted it to me and I tried to do a search to find more information and I couldn't. Which I also think is hilarious because that means that either no one has wanted to cover this and it's just whatever they got this IMDb trivia from or someone made that up. But that's also hilarious to me if that's like fake IMDb <laughs> trivia fact that someone is just like some rogue IMDb <laughs> trivia submitter just submitted that to see if it would stick. And it has. And that person was Warwick Davis. <laughs> I you know what? Given what I've seen of him and like other stuff, that's that tracks. <laughs> I know um, this no, film, was... it is not art. So I'm going to tell them that I had to fart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Warwick Davis is a silver lining. Let's uh, yeah. just put that. I mean, no, uh, like he's, he... he would be a silver lining anyway. I love him as an actor. But this character is like all of his characters, just completely ridiculous and shouldn't work except for the fact that he's playing them. No, he his level of commitment to making this character work, which is like the character of the leper hunt is dumb and bad and doesn't make any sense. No. But in the hands of an acting genius like Warwick Davis, and I say that without hyperbole, like I think he's phenomenal. Um, it's it's great. Well, and the funny thing is, again, having only seen this one. And watching this entire movie, I can't say that I have any idea how the character functions or his powers function, but I didn't care because I enjoyed him when he was on the screen. Because he was so committed to delivering those lines. Like it was it was like the caliber of voice acting performance of like Batman, the animated series, like that's how committed he was to his character work in this because he's under so much makeup that it's like it's impossible to tell that it's Warwick Davis. Um, Although I will, like I will say Molly walked into the room while I was watching it and went, is that Warwick Davis? <laughs> As she heard him talking. 
And the voice, yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, it's a pretty significant amount of like mask, prosthetics, whatever. Um, so it's, you know, he's he's utterly hidden, but he goes for it, man. And and like his pantomime and he just. Which I do think is important. All of the voice and the, the motions are all important because the prosthetics make it so his face does not really emote at all. <laughs> No, he can kind of work the grin a little bit and the eyes a little bit, but it's it's basically uh, a mask that you could get at uh, Wine and Spirit Halloween for way more money than it's worth. If we're going to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I mean, look, you waited until the last minute. This is on you. So it's definitely going to be expensive. But so if you want Celtic spiritual fairy man mask, you're just going to have to get it. Because we, yeah, we it should be clear if that wasn't clear earlier. We didn't license anything because, again, this is very oh, last no. minute. So if you want to if you want to play like Asylum uh, face paint man and his girlfriend uh, is slutty psychiatrist. Then, you know. That's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you want to be a uh, specter visage from yell. <laughs> <laughs> and i do uh, who doesn't you yeah. know um ice tea was great ice tea was great um and i i can only hope that the law and order people saw this and made a call it's like this is our guy i don't know the timeline on when he started doing that show don't i i don't care but uh, i don't care I don't, either I, but i i think I, they were like we just found our whatever character he plays guy he plays iced tea. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, no, I, I love iced tea. I love his whole operation. I, I think that he is one of the most effortlessly charismatic people on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Because iced tea is always having the best day of his life. And, and that's the thing is like, he can do a movie like this, which is ridiculous conceptually. And his character is ridiculous. And what does he care no, he's he going to roll out of there, go home to Coco and just, you know, count his money. Yeah, he's going to smoke a joint, count his money and sit back and live his. He's having the best day of his life every day. And he should. Yeah, he he deserves it. Yeah. I do love that he wrote the song Cop Killer and then played a cop for like two decades. Yeah, I think I mean, well, again, why not? Yeah, who cares? Um. Yeah, Ice T is great. He he like also I think gives the best acting performance in this movie. Yeah, and that I, he doesn't act. I think if he wasn't in this movie, it would be infinitely less watchable. Like it would be a drag to get through because I think you really get with him. He doesn't have a ton of screen time, but I think him being in the opening scene and the closing scene were really important. Yeah. Um, this is not a silver lining, but I feel like we should talk about this is the second movie in as many weeks that ends with a rap uh, summarizing the movie. Oh, well, OK, so it is a silver lining because it's work, Davis. Well, and so, OK, a few things about this. I'm glad you brought this up. I was saving it. But one, I have it ready. It's how we're ending the show. Oh, of course sure. it is. There's yeah. no doubt in my mind. I, I expect nothing less. But I, here's the thing. When this movie started in my head, I thought, if this doesn't end 
with Warwick Davis doing a leprechaun rap, I'm actually going to be angry. <laughs> and so when it set it up, I it did bring me so much joy because I was like, of course, I, I the only bet I would have lost on this is if if you made me guess his opening line, I would have bet money that it was going to be I'm the leprechaun and I'm here to say. <laughs> <laughs> I love me pot of gold in a major way. Yeah, I, I would have for sure thought that's how he started. But yeah, I, I, of course, pulled that audio so that much like this film, we can end with, with Warwick Davis rapping. <laughs> and, and I mean, there's not much of a better way to end uh, our spooky season. It's been a hell of a spooky season and you still have a little bit of time left. And so I'm going to recommend, hopefully you're in your car now listening to this, speed over to Wine and Spirit Halloween. Yes. Cash only. I can't emphasize that enough. Cash yes. only and no refunds. None. All sales are final. All sales are final. And look, you just ask us what the price is. All right. Like they're not listed on them. You walk up to the cash register. You show us how much cash you have in hand and we'll let you know. We'll let you know that it's the exact right amount of cash for this item. <laughs> but don't. I know I, I see some of you. The wheels are turning. You're like, I'm going to get out like ten dollars. Good luck. Yeah. OK. Good luck. Yeah, I dare you. I dare you. I yeah. double dog dare. Try you. it. Try it. You you won't. Yeah, you want your red and blue Patriot Superpower Man costume. Yeah, you want you want your uh, you know flying rodent crime fighter dude. You're not. You're not. You're not walking out of there with it. You know, just you're not. No, don't try it. Don't. I come from the land of the Irish Spring. Dublin's the place where I learned my thing. From the Emerald Isle to your place in the hood. I'm the man of green, come to do no good. Left in the hood, come to do no good. Left in the hood, come to do no good. What is dope? This place is hype. There's a lassie, she's just my type. I hate to resort so soon to money. Haven't been late so long, it's happening. I'm so bad, I'm good. I'll show you what to do, so lend an ear. Don't worry, little lassie, you've got nothing to fear. Sit with the lad who's lean and green, and let me show you why I'm a love machine. Come to do no good. I'm a wee green guy who's new to town. Show me what you do when you get down. I'll go up, you go down. We'll call C, your love three. From the cliffs of Moor to your front door, better turn up the lights and pray some more. We're gonna party through the night until the dawn. Then you and I are gonna get it on. Lap in the hood, come to do no good. Lap in the hood, come to do no good. Silver Linings Playback is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on Apple Podcasts. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. How many times has this happened to you? I just want to listen to a podcast. I can't choose from all these complicated structures and setups. 
You want to listen, not think. That's why there's Hobo Radio. You'll feel like the smartest guy in the room in a room by yourself. This doesn't take any intellectual thinking at all. Thanks, Hobo Radio. Hobo Radio, a weekly podcast on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network.